Hi guys, it's me, Philippa Jenkinson here. And today, while I'm on my dog walk, I've actually been pondering the question as to whether I'm good company for others and all those people in my life who actually aren't good company for me and what to do about them. Now, I think I am good company and that's because I'm aware of trying to be good company. Um, of course, we moan and groan and gossip about things when we see people, friends and family. But we also can be witty, funny, humorous, kind, empathetic, a good listener, fun. As well as moaning and groaning, we've also got that other side to us that people like and are drawn to. Um, I'd like people to think, oh yeah, I'm going to meet up with Philippa today. Brilliant. Got loads to gossip about. Rather than, oh no, oh God, shall I make an excuse? Oh, you know, and because I'm aware of that, I can act on it and do something about it. Um, and make sure that I continue to be good company for people. Because I know what it's like, that feeling when you've got to meet up with somebody and you think, oh no, this is going to be a nightmare. This is going to be a drag. And there's not many people in my life that I feel that way about because if I meet someone and I feel that way about them, I just wouldn't see them again. I wouldn't agree if they say, oh, do you fancy meeting up for a coffee next week? I wouldn't and I'd keep them at arm's length. Um, but there are people in my life who aren't good company and um, the reason they're still in my life, albeit now at arm's length, is because they're, they're, they have to be. You know, they're either members of family or related to me through uh, people who are in my family. And there's no way I could or would want to really completely cull them from my life. I'm happy with them at arm's length. I can tolerate seeing them for short periods of time on my terms when needed. And... I just grin and bear it during the times when I do see them. But I certainly wouldn't be arranging to go on holiday with them, put it that way, or want to spend Christmas Day with them or something like that. Um, now, the thing about these sorts of people is that it's not just you who feels that way about them. So you might feel bad and think, oh, why can't I connect? Why don't I like this person? Why do I feel drained whenever I see this person? But believe you and me, everybody else or most other people who are connected to that person or who know that person will feel the same way as you. So don't feel bad about it. It's their problem, not your problem. In fact, you are probably tolerating them much, much more than anyone else would. Other people probably would just cut ties with them, whereas you're not. Um, because you're a kind person and you, you're the sort of person that sees the best in people as well. So you might initially overlook the draining or bad parts, the parts of that person that grate on you, you know, and you just sort of overlook it or think perhaps you're being too harsh on them and concentrate on the good parts of them because there will be some good parts. Um, but um, other people will just immediately be like, oh my God, she's a nightmare or he's a nightmare and just sort of drift up, not be interested, you know, just would ignore, ignore their messages or texts or whatever the case is. Or some people might just say, I don't want to see that person anymore, even if it's their own sister or brother or something. Uh, some people are strong enough to be able to do that. Um, but for most of us, 
as I say, we just have to get used to tolerating them when we have to see them and only seeing them as little as possible and only when necessary. And that way we can usually manage the situation. So people who are not good company for others, as I say, they're not going to be just bad company for you. They're going to be bad company for most other people that they come in contact with as well including other people like them because then they've got a competition for who's got the most troubles or whatever it is um so the trouble is with people like that is that they gravitate towards you because they know oh she's tolerating me oh i can say this and that to her and normally i get this reaction but with her i'm not getting that reaction she's she's agreeing with me she's going along with it so um, they'll love you and they'll, they'll want to see you. They'll want to be your friend, or your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever the situation is, because they know that you're, they can, they can exploit you. They can exploit your good nature. They can exploit your level of tolerance of them. And um, they think, oh, I quite like this person. She's uh, listening to me moan and groan for half an hour, whereas most other people make an excuse and, or say something, stand up to me, perhaps. This person's not standing up to me. I like this. I can moan and groan all day and she'll just listen to me. So they will love you. They'll want you in their life, which probably will make you push, you know, want to push away even more from them. And then you get this difficult push-pull situation where they really want, don't want to let you go and you're trying to distance from them and everything else. Um, and the other thing about people who are bad company is that they... They probably don't exactly understand why they seem to get this reaction from people. Um, they, they'll be aware of the fact that other people, um, they get, you know, react badly to them. Other people comment, stand up against them or, or comment negatively to what they're saying or sort of roll their eyes a bit or change the subjects or you know, don't invite them out or whatever it is. And they'll sort of feel a little bit ostracised sometimes and a little bit um, of a misfit perhaps, but they might not quite understand why, because the way they are to them is just normal. That's the way they are. Um, and maybe nobody's ever told them, um, oh God, stop moaning. You know, nobody wants to hear you moaning and groaning. Um, or perhaps they're a bit of a narcissist and when someone has tried to tell them, God, you're a nightmare or, oh God, stop going on. You know, um, they go mad and get infuriated. And um, so people know, oh, don't say anything to her. Just just, just listen to it for 10 minutes and make an excuse and go kind of thing. And so somehow they sort of, they might f understand that they're not quite fitting in and they're a little bit strange, but they don't really quite get why. And what the problem is, because they perhaps don't really understand how relationships work um, and how most people can answer, you know, we all like a straight talker, but people like that are usually too straight talking. You know, they could walk into a room of Labour supporters and start spouting their conservative views or whatever, it, you know, they can't moderate themselves. They can't read the room. They can't think, oh, I'll keep my opinions to myself here or, oh, I'll just put my opinion out there. But then I also accept your opinion. They just think their opinion's always the right one and everyone else is wrong. Um, and that gets right up people's noses. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, I just wanted to have a quick chat really about... The fact that you are probably, without even realising it, really good company. 
Um, and unfortunately, you're like a magnet to those people who are generally regarded as bad company. Um, being good company means you're kind, you're a good listener, as I said before. Um, you can read the room. You automatically, you know, you're em- empathic. You automatically know when to be soft with somebody or when to back off, leave someone alone a bit or when to just listen to somebody and, or when to say the right thing at the right time. People who don't have many friends and um, are a little bit prickly are usually people that don't have that sort of skill, that social skill. Um, but, you know, we feel sorry for them as well. And... Um, yeah, it is just a case of deciding whether you want to put them at arm's length or cull them from your life. Um, but if they're clinging on to you for dear life, trying to be your best friend, you are going to have to put in some wimp-style boundaries there. Become unavailable for them. Um, and, you know, you can help them as well. When they're... Um, let's say you've got to spend... Let's say this person's your mother-in-law, for example... Not much. That's a difficult situation. The in-laws. Let's say you've got to spend, uh, let's say, Christmas Day afternoon with them. They're coming round. Um, well, you've got several op- options. I mean, depending on how bad the situation is. But if you're at a situation where you can tolerate them for a few hours, if need be, um, then... You know, you can say little, drop little things in. Like if, let's say, the particular problem with your mother-in-law, for example, is that she um, she moans a lot. You know, let's say moans about what's going on, the state of the world today, this, that and the other. I mean, we all think that, but nobody wants to sit and be spoken at for three hours about it, you know. <laughs> let's just enjoy Christmas Day. So um, you could, again, use that wimp-style humour throw in a few jokes slash suggestions so for example if someone said to me oh oh you know depending on who it was if it was someone very close to me like a husband or something and he said oh god stop moaning you know as a empath I'd be like oh my god do I moan and I'd question it and I'd um examine my myself and my behavior because I wouldn't want to inflict that on other people and be be known for somebody who moans all the time um when you're dealing with somebody who's perhaps a bit of a narcissist they won't have that self-reflective ability so um you have to be more gentle so you yeah using humor is a good way you could just say something like oh well we could all sit here and moan about everything couldn't we but anyway it's christmas day let's talk about something more fun you know and that way it's like light-hearted jokey but at the same time you're sort of covertly getting your message across and hopefully the other people in the room will kind of agree as well because they're probably sick to death of hearing it um or if they're moaning about you know start spouting off something that that's that's a negative, you know, mood changer, bringing everyone down a bit, spoiling the, the mood. You can just sort of say, you know, just say, oh, anyway, let's, it's Christmas Day. Let's talk about something more fun, shall we? Um, or I tell you what will lift the mood. Let's play a game, you know, because that's basically saying, oh, you're bringing the mood down. I'll lift it back up again. You know, so you can just choose your words carefully and just secretly get your message across without... Um, being too firm or coming across as rude which is our worst nightmare but it still sort of gets your message across and hopefully does the trick 
um, lots more about it on the uh, on the website in my book etc etc lots of free resources on my website wimpsandexploiters.com um, so yeah and any suggestions that you've got please contact me leave something on the Facebook group let's get this community going of wimps and uh, share hacks with each other help each other out with our problems <laughs> and uh, it's been great to talk to you Please do leave me a rating or review if you're listening to this. As you can tell, it's a bit amateur. I'm just getting started with this, but I'm hoping that if it takes off, we can really make a little real good friendship group of uh, empaths um, and introverts like me. And we can all just help each other out along the way with our day-to-day battles. (laughs) Okay, stay safe. Bye.